The first thing John Voigt, not the actor, wanted me to know about his home of Sunrise, Wyoming, was that it was not your regular ghost town. Power intern, Michael Waters. Though John Voigt lives alone with his dog and two cats on the 225 acres of Sunrise, he doesn't let his town languish the way, apparently, regular ghost town owners do. John sounds super interesting. Um, what was it like talking to him? It was it was very fascinating of an experience. Um, like the thing that I remember most is whenever I asked him a question, he would always go off to basically praise his town. Like he really loved it. He spent probably the majority of the interview talking about the history of this town. Um, and yeah, he and then he would like offhand mention to what to me were crazy things like how when he was younger, he he grew up in Wyoming and then he just decided to move to Saudi Arabia to mm. farm wheat and alfalfa. And he just mentioned this like, <laughs> like extremely casually. Yeah. And I had to like follow up. I was just like, wait, did I hear that right? <laughs> um, and yeah. And he also like after he went to farming, he started to sell real estate and then he decided to become a musician for a while. And then he opened a restaurant and all this stuff. He just like mentioned maybe in 30 seconds. He sounds like like one of those like serial entrepreneur types. Yeah, yeah. He seems to really enjoy what he does. Help to provide more and the outline world dispatch. So now John is buying or bought this town. Of yeah, Sunrise? he bought the town a few years ago. So what is he planning to do with this town? So his original plan was to mine it because basically Sunrise used to be an iron mining town. Um, and it slowly depopulated as the company that was mining the iron started to lose money. Right. Um, but the iron markets, since he bought the town, have really collapsed in the U.S. just because of oversupply in China, which is the main buyer. Um, and so right now, John Voigt is kind of at an impasse. Um, and he told me that he's not making much money from the town now, but he's kind of pivoting towards bringing in visitors. Um, mm -hmm. And he has all kinds of scientists, like geologists, archaeologists coming into the town because it's such an old site and there's so much going on. He also has randomly people who search for ghosts coming because it's apparently haunted. <laughs> and this is another thing he told me casually offhand is that a bunch of people have died there. Um, no big deal. Yeah. I take it there's not an Airbnb for ghost towns. So how did he come across this town? So he first met the owner while he was selling real estate. And this was the mid-1990s. Um, and he visited the town in the late 1990s for the first time. And at that point, it wasn't for sale. Um, but a few years ago, when it did finally go up for sale, he had already visited and liked it, and he decided to put in a bid. Um, and he characterized it as, like, one more adventure for him. <laughs> Oh my Just gosh. because he's already done so much. <laughs> to be that wealthy. <laughs> yeah, oh gosh. Yes. So like my only um my only frame of reference, at least recently, when I think of this, is um Wild Wild Country. Mm -hmm. And like the per like kind of what goes into buying a town or an area. So in this particular case, like with John, did he have to like go through the whole um like Thing of finding government officials and like all the other things that go into essentially running a muni municipality? Um, no, because Sunrise and actually a lot of ghost towns, um, it's unincorporated, which basically means that there isn't a government entity there. It's not officially recognized. 
um, by the state and there's no census. Um, so actually, like, if you live in a ghost town, so if you live in Sunrise, hmm. he doesn't have an address that says Sunrise on it because it's not oh, interesting. an officially recognized region. Is this kind of similar to, I remember, like, there was a big thing going around the internet years ago, maybe showing my age here, but, like, somebody <laughs> um, went about and, like, bought, like, an island or whatever and, like, named it something weird on Google Maps, and but it wasn't, like, an actual address. Did they... Did they buy the region itself? I or think did it they was. Just rename I think it? it was. It was one of the other. Yeah, but no, is you it could, similar to that? You could do that. I mean, when I was researching this story, I came across this one um, this one person who owns a coffee brand, mm-hmm. and he bought this town in which no one lived, and he renamed it after his coffee brand as a form of self promotion. Okay, but like what is kind of the what is the purpose in that if like no one else can recognize this town? Is it just to say like, oh, I own this region? Like there's, I don't even, I don't even fully understand, but there's like a nuance in the way the government defines it, which is like, okay, this isn't a real town. Like there's no mayor or anything. Um, and it's not going to be in the census, but when you Google it, it still appears as a town. So essentially, is it just to say that, Hey, this is my town? Basically. Yes. Wow. <laughs> All right. So for this very large ego boost of ability to (laughs) point to something in Google Maps and say, hey, I own this. This is my town. In John's case, how much did he pay for this? So John Voigt paid $12 million for that, which is actually, I think, more than what most people have paid based on my research. Um, Mm -hmm. Some people have only paid a couple hundred thousand dollars for ghost towns, only a couple hundred thousand. Yeah, only a couple. (laughs) Which, but those are for like smaller areas. Um, John Voigt's town is over 200 acres, which is very big. Right. Um, yeah. And there's like, there's been other ghost towns that have gone for as much as $5 million. Um, so it, it is, it definitely varies depending on the size and the location, but people are spending a lot of money on this. And it, I mean, I've, I've kind of thought of it like, an extremely wealthy person's midlife crisis to some degree. It's like you don't buy a car or a boat. You're like buying a town. <laughs> but I don't know. But it's like in reality, yeah. in reality, people are like smarter about it than that. That's yeah. not really a fair comparison. No, that's so funny because literally today is my birthday. And I <laughs> was thinking a lot about how, you know, I'm kind of going, I'm going past my quarter life crisis and you know getting close to midlife and i'm like oh i would probably buy like a very nice bicycle you know (laughs) (laughs) just upgrade to a town we can all pitch in (laughs) so before we go into because i've heard some rumors that you're looking to buy a ghost town so before (laughs) we go into that we're gonna take a quick short break um so we'll be right back Okay, so we're back. And you just dropped this information that apparently you need about $12 million to buy your own town. So is this like a common thing among the wealthy? Um, I do not know how common it is. There has unfortunately not been any formal studies of people who buy ghost towns. I would love it. If any scientists or researchers are listening, please study this. Um, tips at the outline.com. <laughs> there are at least there are like hundreds of ghost towns that are under private ownership. Um, 
And I think the way a lot of people who own ghost towns would characterize it is that it's an investment and that they're investing in land um, mm. and that it isn't purely an emotional decision. But I, most people I talked to admitted that, like, there certainly is an element of, like, oh, I get to own my own town. Like, isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like you mentioned at like John, it was primarily for the metals, correct? Yeah. Um, so is that usually the case with a lot of these other purchases? It's like, hey, there may in fact be oil or there may be like, you know, <laughs> I'm thinking of just like other rare like elements. Like um, what are some of those other type of investments that people are making when they decide to buy these regions? Yeah. I mean, from the people I interviewed, it was, it was less about resources and more kind of a mix of the historic value of the area because a lot of ghost towns are historic. Like there are former um, post-Gold Rush boom towns that mm-hmm. kind of faded. And people care a lot about that. Um, and the other the other flip side of that is if you're buying a town for the historic value, like visitors to the town will care about it too. Um, and so, you know, so there are people who bought ghost towns and then created lodging there and now they like rent it for the night for people to come and say that oh they stayed in a ghost town, um, mm. you know. And if and it will play well on Instagram, I bet. Yeah, it <laughs> plays well on Instagram. I mean, I so so there are there are a lot of kind of smart investments you can make from that. So, like someone I talked to for this story, um, he hosts like forty five weddings per year. Oh wow! In his ghost town, because everyone wants to say that like oh yeah we rented out a ghost town for a wedding. I know. And it's like, it, a, like a little fle- <laughs> like a little flex. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I mean, like potentially there could be another fire festival that happens at a ghost. Oh town. my god! Don't even start this. <laughs> so I'm curious. Like I'm going to turn um, questions back on you here. Um, why did you get interested in ghost towns for the story? Um, and like, I'll admit, like I know a little bit about them. You know, because I am from the Midwest, and you know the Rust Belt is very close, and we have a lot of these like various small towns. Especially like when I remember taking road trips with friends and everything, and you'd run through these towns that have like you know population seven or population five, and um, so, and I honestly don't know if any of them are for sale. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm curious, like, how did you get interested in the subject? I think that I've seen so many like short news articles about ghost towns going up for sale, and I'm from Connecticut, and like. There's this town, Johnsonville, that was just sold in Connecticut. And so I'd seen a lot of local news headlines about that. And mm-hmm. it has just, like, kind of over time occurred to me, like, who is actually buying these towns and why? Because if there are this right. many listings, I mean, there have to be a lot of people buying it. Right. And it's that thing where I, like, didn't quite realize until recently that, like, oh, like, I'm a journalist. Like, I could actually ask people <laughs> and, and figure this out. So yeah. once I, like, once that clicked, I was all in. Nice. So, can the two of us, or maybe the outline, go in on buying a ghost town? I honestly think we should. I mean, <laughs> apparently there are a bunch for sale in the Midwest, so... See, I'm into it. Like, you know, by the time we all get priced out of <laughs> New York... <laughs> <laughs> Let's just set up a GoFundMe. <laughs> okay. Link in the description. Or, if <laughs> anyone of you listeners here <laughs> wants to pitch in on this ghost town, maybe, like, is there something we could do with the blockchain? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should ask Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Paris might though. We could have we could have our fire fest, but the outline version. It'll be like the Aussie fest, but like oh my the god. outlines ghost town. Oh my god, yes. This is a big business idea. <laughs> we just have a series of every writer just like reading their articles oh to, to screaming fans. <laughs> I love it.
That was power intern Michael Waters. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. The Outline World Dispatch is produced and hosted by me, James T. Green. Today's music is courtesy of APM, and our theme is by the fantastic John Lagomarsino. I'm James T. Green, and I leave you with this. I was walking with the ghost, and I said, please, please don't insist. <laughs> Do you know this song? No, well, I, I think I so. I was walking with the I ghost. I didn't expect this. And I said, please, please don't insist. <laughs> No matter which way oh you go. Do you know the song? <laughs> not well. It's, it's Tegan and Sarah. I was not warned. I I like <laughs> have listened to it. I love Tegan and Sarah for the record. Yes. No one sent me hate mail. I just don't know this song. No, it's well. okay. I just wanted to surprise you with that. I was not prepped. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> <laughs>